0: Okay, uh, we're, we're back in our uh, Hirschbach studio. It's Friday, and we've got our uh, weekly podcast. Uh, I've got uh, Rob Autie with me today, our VP of Safety, and uh, we've got a few, uh, it'll be a relatively short uh, broadcast today. We've got uh, three topics we're going to talk about. Rob's going to start off with uh, roadside inspections, and I'm going to go through the um, survey results uh, from last week, um, and then uh, we'll spend a little time talking about uh, what's going on with trucks and parts availability and some uh, supply chain challenges that are happening out there and some things that we could do to minimize the impact of those. But uh, we're going to start with uh, the roadside inspections we got coming up. Uh, when's that start, Ralph? Uh,
1: hi Brad, on uh, May 4th uh, to May 6th, the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance. Okay. Uh, CVSA is conducting one of their Uh, They call them the international road check. Uh, uh, People usually call them the the blitz, Uh, you know, a period of increased uh, roadside inspection. Um, So yeah, that's May 4th to May 6th. Okay,
0: and what can our drivers do to make sure that they're prepared for the uh, roadside inspections during that time? Yeah, well that's
1: a great question. So I think one of the best ways you can prepare is to not get inspected. Um, and one of the best ways to not get inspected is to um, make sure you're driving right safely and uh, within, uh, within the requirements of the law. About a third uh, driver, uh, uh, about a third of roadside inspections happen because of a driver behavior. Mm-hmm. So the officer will observe a driver. It's typically something like speeding Um, And it doesn't have to be uh, a lot over the limit. It's just got to be something over the limit that catches an eye or operating in the wrong lane. Mm -hmm. Uh, So some driver behavior, uh, maybe following too close or something like that as well, is going to trigger a a roadside inspection. Mm -hmm. So one of the best ways to do well on inspections is just to not get inspected. Um, A a whole bunch of other inspections happen from uh, an officer observing uh, an equipment violation, Mm -hmm. like a light being out or something. And that that certainly gets us into then the um, part of the focus area of this year. Uh, You know, Brad asked what you can expect. You can expect a a high focus area on lights on your vehicle. So when you're doing your uh, pre-trip and along the way inspections and your post-trip inspections, um, make sure you're checking all your equipment. Lights are a big focus area. And that's the tractor lights, the trailer lights, the ABS lights. Um, That'll be a big area of focus as far as equipment. Um, like we said, uh, pre-trip inspections are one of the best ways to get to, to do well on that. Um, and what I'd uh, suggest you do is get after it now. You know, don't wait until May second or May third to make sure everything's in top shape on your truck. And um, uh, you can certainly swing by one of our terminals, and our maintenance teammates will be happy to take a, take an inspection of your truck and uh, help you get things squared away before the increased uh, enforcement starts. Um, so, that's a good way to, uh, to avoid or to do well on an inspection is to uh, not get inspected. Um, if you are inspected, uh, another focus area this year is going to be on your logbook and your, um, your hours of service. And so I asked our folks in compliance to give me a list of the common things that uh, we see that we want some help with in particular. So one of the big ones is simply verifying your logs. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're uh, verifying your logs every day. And what they recommend is once in the morning, and then once in the evening as well. Um, that's just low-hanging fruit for an inspector to write a violation. And that, that's uh, something you can avoid real easy. Um, you wanna make sure you're annotating all your work, all your on-duty time. Uh, it helps us understand what you've been doing uh, when you're on line four. Um, that's especially true if you're gonna be using a, a PC. Uh, you got to annotate that and, uh, and then the other thing is make sure you're using your PC correctly, your personal conveyance correctly. So it's not available for any work-related activity uh, and that's another thing that uh, people get wrong and then uh, an inspector will uh, will certainly write a violation for that. And that's considered a falsification which is a, which is a pretty meaningful uh, point violation. So nothing work-related, no fueling, no moving to a customer, no moving to a shop or anything like that. Um, so get that PC right. Want to make sure you can access your uh, documents on the tablet that you're going to need. And We've got some uh, help for you. There's some videos on Facebook and then also on your Hirschbach app in our, uh, in our library on there. Um, you want to make sure you can get your hands on or you know, show the uh, inspecting officer the guide to your diagnostic and malfunction events, your Transflow ELD user manual, and your guide to data transfer at a roadside inspection. Make sure your log and your roadside inspection stuff is on duty on line four, um, and then also check all your um, your assets to make sure they're showing up on your on your log. Uh, your tractor number, your trailer number, your shipping paper number. Um, make sure you got the right uh, truck assigned. Everything's correct on that. A lot of that stuff self-populates now. You do yourself a real favor by backstopping that and making making sure it's it's correct. Um, so those are a couple of the focus areas, um, and then I guess what I'd say is um, I'd really see this as an opportunity to. Some people fear these kind of things, you know. They're they're worried about getting caught or uh, sure. they they think it could be bad.
0: Yeah, I've even uh, seen drivers that have uh, taken time off specifically, not really? to be out there during this time period. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I guess that's one way too. Yeah, of course you lose a little money doing that. So um, rather than have um, Like uh, be afraid of this kind of stuff, I would embrace it. I really would as an opportunity to show off. To show off your driving, to show off uh, your equipment, and just to show off well for our whole team. Um, uh, Something about these inspections is they feed back into our CSA scores. And another big reason why drivers get inspected is if uh, they're working with a carrier who has too high of CSA scores. So how you drive and how you do on these inspections certainly affects you. Um, it also affects all your uh, fellow, uh, you know, men and women who drive with you on, on Hirschbach. Um, uh, and how they drive affects you and how you drive affects them. So this is a real team effort as well. Um, and so yeah, take the opportunity to embrace this and do well because when, if you are inspected, uh, when you pass with no violations, that, that helps our scores. And then those scores come down, and then guess what happens? Less inspections, right? And uh, while inspections are important, they're also a, they're also a dinger on productivity. Um, so it's a good opportunity to really uh, tighten some things up between now and then, and make sure you're driving, you know, the Hirschbach way. Use the safe six, um, and you'll be in uh, you'll be in good shape uh, for these inspections.
0: Yeah, nothing to fear here. Uh, we've got uh, nice new equipment. Uh, it's being properly maintained. We've got great drivers here at Hirschbach. Um Let's uh, let's go out there and uh, let's uh, let's get some clean inspections. Um, as Rob said, this is a great opportunity for us to uh, show the inspectors what we've got. Let's not give them a reason to to pull us over. But uh, I don't think we've got anything to to fear out there uh, from this. Um, in fact, these practices that uh, Rob. Uh, it's the discussed uh, whether we've got a roadside inspection going on for a few days or not. Uh, these are really the things that uh, I know uh, the vast majority of you are, are doing on a day in and day out basis, and uh, is part of being a professional driver. And want to thank all of you for for uh, doing these things on a daily basis. Uh, it's part of uh, it's certainly part of being a professional driver, and uh, and and you folks do it real well.
1: Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Brad. And make sure you reach out for help too. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a lot of teammates here that that support you, that care about you, and that want to help you uh, operate and uh, be successful here with Hirschbach. So you got your folks in maintenance, uh, maintenance. Certainly, all your operations teammates want to help you, and they can uh, get you routed to the right people if they can't answer your questions on this. Um, your folks in logs and compliance, um, driver training and safety as well. So just reach out. To, reach out for help if you want any, and we'll make sure we do that for you.
0: Well, any uh, anything else to add, Rob?
1: No. Uh, enjoy your weekend, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I had a chance to check in with you here today, and thanks for the opportunity, Brad. Well, thanks, Rob. All right, buddy. Appreciate All it. All right, you bet. All right. Uh,
0: we'll say goodbye to Rob, and we'll, uh, we'll continue on uh, with the podcast. Uh, a couple of other topics, as I mentioned. Um, we've been doing these surveys now uh, for a while, probably uh, a couple months or something like that. And last week's survey was really focused around um, – uh, when you're when you're parked and you're taking your breaks, uh, sort of the way for you to uh, entertain yourself, uh, whether that be uh, through direct TV or using the uh, in cab Wi Fi uh, for uh, you know catching a movie or watching a ball game or what have you, and so. Uh, we got some survey results, and uh, I'll start on the TV. So on the DirecTV, uh, 85% of our drivers don't use DirecTV. Uh, we know some of you don't have DirecTV. Uh, but, um, and uh, and of the group that responded here, and we had a nice, uh, pretty good-sized group, about 500 people that responded to the survey. Um, let's see, uh, uh, a third of you responded. Uh, Uh, we asked, uh, would you want to uh, pay $25 a month for DirecTV? A third of you uh, said no, and about two-thirds of you said yes. So there's a pretty high level of interest in having DirecTV out there on the road. Um, It seems to be a little bit more reliable uh, than the Wi-Fi, from what I understand. Uh, I'm gonna go out there and uh, experiment myself with the Wi-Fi and and the DirecTV uh, when I get out there next time. Uh, But um, as far as the DirecTV goes, uh, they are available. Uh, we have Direct TV units. Uh, you are able to uh, to get those uh, installed. Uh, we uh, we're, we're going to a window mount on the Direct TVs, as opposed to mounted in the rear of the cab. Um, so, uh, if you're interested in that, uh, just uh, let uh, the folks. Uh, I don't know who, who were they supposed to let know. Do we know? Yeah, you let your DMs know, and and, and and they'll get you connected to the right people there. Uh, the rest of the survey results are focused. Uh, we've got our TransFlow system that has uh, a Wi-Fi capability. You're able to uh, connect it to your uh, smart TV or your Roku sticks and uh, stream things and, and what have you, whether it be your Netflix or Hulu or what have you. And and uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, you uh, how satisfied are you with your uh, in-cab Wi-Fi? We got a 4.1, so not a great score there. And um, uh, along the same lines, how satisfied are you with streaming uh, movies and television in your truck? 3.7. And uh, for browsing purposes, 4. So all around the same, uh, about a 4 out of scale of of 10. So uh, there's some folks that aren't uh, thrilled with uh the reliability. Uh, we know that uh, it gets throttled down at times, and and what have you. So um, uh, we're we're working on uh, looking at how we can improve that situation, and uh, and stay tuned. So thank you for replying to the to the survey results. Uh, this week we don't have a survey. We'll have another one uh, next week, and and keep uh, engaged with you on topics that, uh, in fact, uh, maybe. Uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, if you're on live now or uh, if you're uh, watching or listening to this uh, pre-recorded, uh, and if you got ideas on other things, other survey topics that you think uh, we ought to uh, engage the fleet on, let us know. Um, let us know. Okay, uh, the next topic I wanted to move on to I would mentioned was uh, sort of trucks and equipment and you hear a lot of things going on out there with part shortages and raw material shortages uh, silicone chips all these sort of things uh, delays at ports uh, lots of ships being uh stacked up out in Los Angeles it's like a armada out there with about you know huge cargo ships loaded up with um, containers of of product that are uh, waiting in line to be unloaded uh, in many cases I understand for weeks we had the uh, Suez Canal, not the Suez Canal, uh, wrong uh, wrong continent, uh, the uh, Panama Cam- Canal uh, recently. Uh, I'm sure you heard there was a large ship that got stuck in there sideways. And all these things, uh, COVID and people not, not as many people being in uh, factories, working, producing things. All these things have created this, uh, a, a real, a lot of shortages out there. Uh, shortages of products. Um, And then uh, transportation being jammed up, um, whether it be in the ships, like I said, or the ports, or once they get off the ports, uh, uh, trucking is is very tight. Uh, The driver pool, as we've discussed uh, from the start of pre-COVID to now, has shrunk about 5% largely due to the fact that 50% fewer drivers, new drivers, came into the industry last year. So all these things have really created a lot of supply chain disruptions and shortages out there. And so like new trucks, for example, we're 200 trucks behind schedule, Mm -hmm. new trucks from what uh, we were planning on doing. And so the trucks get produced and they're short apart, so they got to park it off to the side until the park comes in. Uh, those uh, fortunately, we've got about 150 trucks that are manufactured that have some uh, part or parts that uh, need to be added to the trucks before they can be delivered to us. Fortunately, those parts have come in and now the log jam is, is, is getting loosened. Uh, hopefully, um, we'll not see further delays from the uh, other trucks that haven't been produced yet, but uh, certainly wouldn't be surprised if we experience uh, delays uh, uh, on future trucks as well. So, I wanted to make you aware that the new trucks are coming in a little slower than we anticipated, but uh, we did, I think, we in service 31 trucks last week. And uh, we're expecting to in-service about the same this week and I think starting next week uh, for several weeks uh, based on what we're expecting to come in, we'll be seeding 50-plus uh, trucks, uh, new trucks, uh, a week uh, starting next week. Uh, so uh, that s- situation is looking a little bit better. Um, but these shortages are not just limited to components going into new trucks. Uh, We're also seeing shortages of parts to repair existing trucks. So those of you that are out there in your trucks, um, you know, you've got an issue with your truck. uh, We're seeing significant delays uh, as it relates to uh, parts availability. So what I would tell you is we are being very proactive in this area. I can tell you, Nick and Scott and the, the maintenance team, They are um, identifying and working closely with our dealerships and our our, uh, manufacturers to identify which parts are are in short supply and figuring out ways that we can sort of stockpile those at our dealership location, partners, local dealerships, and at our shops. So if we have uh, one of these parts that uh, is hard to find, that we've got some of them in our back pocket. Uh, that's not always able to happen um one of the things i would I would say to you is that um you know there's necessary work to be done uh repairs on a truck and then there's sort of unnecessary work to be done i won't call it unnecessary but not uh not safety related or uh it it doesn't impede the operation of the truck um it might be you know something related to the You know uh, something on the dash or you know uh, a a door on a um uh, on a cabinet or something along those lines and what i would say is that uh, we really want to minimize those situations and uh, get those what i'll call it non-mission critical items uh... we want that work done in our shops and not at the dealerships the dealerships are really bogged down it's tough to get into the dealerships and we really want to limit the amount of work that we're doing in our dealer at the dealerships to just um, what i would call emergency essential work and uh... ideally that work would be done in our shops as well but uh... of course that can't always be done And if we can limit it to just that one vital essential item to be done at the shop, we've got a better chance of having the parts, we've got a better chance of getting you in and out of the shop um, within uh, 24 hours or less. When we get a, a whole list of things and we get some items that are not what I'll call mission critical on that list, it really extends the amount of time and it really increases the probability that we're going to have a part shortage uh, out out there. So I wanted to to share that with you. We're talking about these things internally with um, the maintenance department and uh, with the operations group and uh, wanted to uh, get out in front of it with you as well and let you know that uh, We're being very proactive in this area um, We know uh, keeping you running keeping you up and running and, and keeping you in uh, Making sure that the equipment is uh, is working properly and is safe is 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 mission number one uh, We certainly uh, if we've got some other item that needs to be done. We're going to get make sure that we um Order those parts, and 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 when they're available at our shop, we'll get you into a, one of our shops to get those uh, get those items addressed. Uh, the other thing I would say that we're talking about doing is um, towing. If we have a, a a a truck that needs to be towed, uh, as opposed to tra- towing it to a dealer, again because of the uh, delays at dealers and so forth. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, towing uh, the trucks back to our closest shop location uh, so we can control that repair not only at our shop with our mechanics, but if we need to involve a dealer, it's much better for us to involve a local dealer uh, who's doing a lot of business with us than uh, some other dealer that uh, doesn't do necessarily, uh, doesn't sell us the trucks or doesn't do a lot of business with us directly. So, uh, that's uh, pretty much what I had to say on the equipment side of things. Um, You know, freight, uh, just in general, uh, freight is very, very strong out there. We've got plenty of miles. Um, We've got uh, lots of new business uh, coming on board, uh, both on the dedicated and over the road side. We've got a ton of needs for, uh, for drivers to handle this additional freight, so please... Uh, if you've got uh, someone that uh, is a quality individual that wants to drive, whether they got a CDL or they don't have a CDL, we've got a home for them. Uh, the CDL program is uh, coming on board. I just, is, is ramping up quickly. I just got a, a, a an update yesterday from Brian Hammond and, and uh, his crew uh, on how we're doing and getting that program going. Uh, today we are... We're already training uh, with, uh, we've got about 45 trainers out there. I want to thank the 45 of you that are out there training uh, for your efforts in um, working with and producing uh, quality uh, drivers for Hirschbach. Uh, The students that we're training now do have CDLs. They just don't have enough experience uh, for Hirschbach. So we basically uh, bring them in here for a week, give them some training here in Dubuque, and then they go out with a trainer for four weeks. Now, the inexperienced uh, CDL program uh, for drivers that just show up with a permit, uh, that program is starting uh, May 17th as our first class here in Dubuque. Uh, We're starting with uh, three drivers a week uh, for about a month, and then we're going to ramp up to six uh, for a month, and then we'll ramp up to nine. So we need some more trainers If you're interested in in becoming a trainer, uh, let your driver manager know. You could reach out to uh, Heather Hubbard, you can reach out to Brian Hammond. Uh, They're looking for uh, another 45 trainers to get trained up uh, in order to support uh, the nine drivers a week that will be coming through uh, in about uh, three months from now. I guess that's, uh, that's about all I've got. I just want to uh, thank everyone, uh, again, for, for doing such an excellent job. Uh, we have seen some really uh, nice improvements uh, in the safety area. Um, we've uh, had uh, several weeks here with a very low accident rates, so uh, please, you know, your safety, the safety of those around you is, uh, is, is, is certainly uh, num- number one and um you know please take your time in close quarters and um you know i know there are some tight situations out there i've certainly run into many myself uh take the extra time to uh get out and uh, assess the situation Yeah, you, know, you know uh no harm done and uh having to back up uh, and pull up a few times in order to get it in the right position i certainly uh, when i'm out there uh I, it might take me uh two or three times before i get myself in a position where i'm comfortable falling back um backing up so you know please take your time out there um you know and um and thank you for uh for being such uh for such great operators um i'm looking forward to uh to getting back out there it's uh it's been a couple months for me so uh Sarah's over here taking notes and got to get it on my schedule to get back out there sometime soon. The weather's nice, Um, we're not quite out of COVID yet, but uh, you know more and more people are getting vaccinated every day. Um, The last thing I'd leave you with from the COVID standpoint is uh, you know uh, work with Christy. Um, You know she, I was just talking to her, if you need help uh, getting coordinated, getting scheduled to get a vaccine, uh, she's working with our drivers on a daily basis to, uh, to get them routed in and, um, and and take advantage of that. We're happy to help you out there. Uh, Warren just handed me uh an iPad here. You got some questions, Warren? Yeah, there's a couple. All right. All right. Should have worn my glasses. All right, let's see. I got a hybrid. Thank you. All right uh so a question on uh, this is always a popular topic the trick your truck program um so uh, um you know we have the trick your truck program if you're not familiar with it you can order a truck with your specifications you want a different color you want to do manual transmission versus automatic you want different gauges you want a different configuration you want the studio sleeper package or What have you, those are some of the, you know, more popular things, I'd say, that that people do in the Trick Your Truck program. Uh, One question here is the type of truck. Um, Someone's asked about a Lone Star, uh, which is a beautiful truck that uh, uh, Navistar makes. Uh, I'm not sure how much they weigh. Um, So the the challenge we have with um, certain trucks, whether it's a W900 or a Lone Star or something like that, is running into weight problems. Um, so I would tell you on the on, on the inquiry on the Lone Star, uh, we'll check on the weight for you and and, and let you know. I'll work with uh, Jan and Garrett and that crew out there, and we'll see if we can't get you an answer one way or another, whether it's a yes or no. Um, we love Lone Stars. They're beautiful trucks. Uh, I, I, I just am concerned they're too heavy to haul some of the freight that we've got, but we'll check that out for you. um and really uh looks like uh, i've got one other one other question in here it was really a suggestion on a load board concept um we'll follow up on that i'm not uh, familiar with that donald we'll uh we'll we'll res- we'll get back in touch with you here and talk to you about your idea You know, as it relates to ideas that uh, you folks have, you know, we've got lots of ways for you to reach out to us. We want to hear your suggestions and ideas. You know, we've got a great company, and we're trying to get better every day. Uh, So if you've got ideas and thoughts on how we can do that, let us know. Right on your app, there's a suggestion button. You can send that in. And uh, we take those very seriously. Uh, We research them. Uh, We get the people involved. And, uh, you know, some of them are great ideas that have a huge impact, and other of them are are very good ideas as well that, um, you know, that, uh, maybe don't make sense at this particular time, um, or what have you, but please keep those ideas coming. Uh, we very much appreciate them. So with that, I think, uh, I'm getting the hook. So be safe out there. Have a great weekend. Again, we got that roadside inspections coming up, um, May 4th to the 6th, but, uh, You know, those are the things that we do every day as professional drivers anyway, so we shouldn't have to really do anything different when it comes to an event like that. So take care, everyone. Bye now.